0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, we'll be discussing the consequences of Australia's Online Safety Act and its first substantial action against a major tech platform, X, formerly known as Twitter. And the platform faces a fine for failing to answer questions from Australia's Safety Commissioner about its efforts to tackle child exploitation and grooming. This could potentially have significant consequences, not just for X, but also for other tech platforms, advertisers, and users alike. In March of 2023, eSafety Commissioner Julie Ingham Grant handed down the decision to fine X around $380,000 after the platform failed to respond to key questions related to child safety. While this may seem like a paltry sum for a corporation of this scale, the real damage may be to X's reputation. And what's more, failure to comply could result in steeper fines up to $493,000 $402 daily, backdated all the way to March. Inman Grant points out that this is also addressing some of the most heinous crimes committed against children. Now, it's worth noting that all tech companies, including Meta, Apple, Google, and others, were found to have serious shortfalls in combating child sexual abuse materials, see SAM, and grooming. However, X's noncompliance was specifically described as more serious. In some instances, X chose not to answer questions at all, while in others it provided inaccurate information. This is particularly concerning, especially when considering the responsibilities of a platform with such broad user base, which includes young adults and teenagers. And earlier this year, X stated that it was working hard to make its platform safer, specifically to keep child sexual exploitation material off its domain. However, Australia's eSafety report clarified that X's proactive detection of CSAM fell to 75% from 90% after mass layoffs. This is problematic because it contradicts the company's own public statements. Now, the eSafety report was not kind to X, pointing out that they failed to provide median response times for user reports about CSAM. They were not alone, as Google also failed to offer this metric, but it's a critical measurement to evaluate how swiftly a platform reacts to and removes harmful content. Besides, the report also raised concern about X's lack of investment in technology to prevent child exploitation during live streams or detect grooming activities. Although X claims that children are not our target customer, reports show that Generation Z, aged between 11 and 26, is the platform's fastest-growing demographic. For the Australians, this isn't just about imposing fines or regulations. According to Inman Grant, the goal is to force these platforms into greater transparency and thereby improve online safety measures. Inman Grant acknowledges that while many platforms may find this process confronting, it's essential for the sake of child safety. But it wasn't just X that came under the eSafety Commissioner's scrutiny. Google received a formal warning for failing to provide sufficient responses. Google's reluctance to comply despite its maturity and resources puzzled Grant. Both Google and X seem to be failing in their corporate responsibilities to keep their platform safe, particularly for children. And a major point of concern is this issue is that X did not provide median response times to user reports of sexual uh, child exploitation material. Now, this missing information obscures how swiftly X addresses and removes harmful content creating a lack of transparency that is both problematic for regulators and to the public. Google was also cited, and another worrisome aspect lies in X's customer base. While the company maintains that its services are not overwhelmingly used by children, Linda Yacarino confirmed once again that Gen Z is rising in the ranks. Now, our particular focus of eSafety's enforcement efforts is to encourage the universal reporting method for CSAM across platforms as a potential path towards increased transparency. This could streamline the process of monitoring and eliminating hazardous content, improving safety measures more systematically in the long run. However, eSafety's report clearly spells out that X's response to compliance notices have been disappointing, and their commissioner was vocal about the need for tangible action. Her viewpoint echoes a broader sentiment. Tech companies, regardless of their size or their reputation, must put child safety at the forefront of their operations. X isn't alone in falling short of the regulatory expectations, though. Google, for example, was also issued a formal warning, and the platform did not provide satisfactory answers to questions posed, adhering instead to vague and generic responses. This suggests that even tech giants are struggling or perhaps unwilling to fully engage with regulators on these significant issues. An even more perplexing situation is Google's failure to use its own csai Match technology to detect known child sexual exploitation videos on some of its services. This raises questions about why such a technologically advanced company would not utilize available tools to combat this grave issue. The debate extends beyond just X and Google. It impacts the entire tech industry. Various other companies, including major names like Apple and Microsoft, have been noted for having serious shortfalls in their measures against child exploitation. And given these gaps, there's a growing urgency for tighter regulations that enforce stricter standards. Australia's Online Safety Act sets a precedent in holding tech companies accountable for their role in online safety. This legislation and the actions stemming from it could inspire similar measures globally. But for that to happen, there needs to be an industry-wide awakening. Companies must be proactive, transparent, and fully compliant in their approaches to online safety. Next, we're peeling back the curtain a little bit on SpaceX's grand plans and a little bit of drama that's going on with the next generation of their spacecraft, the Starship. It seems like Elon Musk and the SpaceX team are also pushing boundaries down at Boca Chica, Starbase, Texas. From successfully landing and reusing Falcon 9 rocket boosters to planning uncrewed missions to Mars, This company has been hitting milestone after milestone and continues to progress day in, day out. But things haven't always moved smoothly, and timelines often stretch beyond original projections. In this episode, we'll discuss the hurdles, updates, and future plans of SpaceX's Starship. Now, SpaceX has established itself as a pioneer in the commercial space sector. Last year, the company managed to conduct 70 launches using Falcon 9 rockets each featuring a reusable booster stage. And this innovation and reusability has significantly cut down costs, allowing for more frequent launch schedules. However, Musk is not a stranger to setbacks. Promises of timelines often outpace actual progress, and ambitious projects can run into delays. Back in 2016, during an International Astronomical Congress in Guadalajara, Mexico, Musk revealed SpaceX's initial designs for what was then called the Interplanetary Transport System, or the ITS. The aim was for the first uncrewed landing on Mars to occur in 2022, followed by the first flight with people on board in 2024. Fast forward to today, and although there has been a test flight of Starship, it didn't go very smoothly. The spacecraft lost control during its ascent, leading to its detonation for safety reasons. Now, a second Starship is already on standby, according to Musk. The next move now depends on the Federal Aviation Administration, which is expected to issue a new launch license sometime soon. And Musk shared some updates on Starship design. The second-stage engines will ignite before separation from the booster this time, a procedure known as hot staging designed for maximum efficiency. But it's also a complicated operation that could lead to unexpected challenges. And while SpaceX has been known for its engineering progress, Navigating through regulatory frameworks remains very challenging. The company is currently awaiting approval from the FAA for the next IFT-2 starship test flight from Boca Chica, Starbase, Texas. And this isn't the only regulatory hurdle, though. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has received a final biological assessment from the FAA, initiating a 30-day review period that could be extended to the spring of 2024 under certain conditions. And according to the Fish and Wildlife Service, re-initiation of formal consultation under the Endangered Species Act is necessary when there's significant change in a project and its impacts. This review is a result of SpaceX's newly implemented water deluge system, part of a list of 63 corrective actions recommended after the unsuccessful launch of the first Starship test flight. This new system has already been deployed during static fire tests of Booster 9, which is set to be the next SpaceX launch vehicle. And Elon Musk is no longer explicitly stating that humans will be on Mars by 2024. However, he does have other ambitious plans for Starship. One such goal is the quick turnaround between launches, which would involve catching the Super Heavy Booster in the Starship upper stage in mid-air after they return from their missions. Musk says that it's a decent chance of this happening within the next year. Now, additionally, SpaceX is planning to launch its next-generation Starlink satellites using expendable versions of the Starship. Now, the question that still remains unanswered is when will Starship land NASA astronauts on the moon? While Musk acknowledged that a lunar lander version is in the works, he emphasized that the design will not deviate much from a spacecraft intended for Mars missions. Now, Artemis 3... NASA's program to land astronauts on the moon is currently scheduled for late 2025, but it could be pushed back further. SpaceX's Starship was chosen as the human landing system for this mission, and a senior SpaceX official noted that there is a backlog with FAA work, leading to delays in the licensing progress in the process in Starship. This could have ripple effects in the Artemis program's timeline as well. And there's also political pressure mounting for SpaceX, especially as its Vice President of Build and Flight Reliability is set to testify before the Senate Subcommittee on Space and Science. This hearing will likely cover a range of issues, from suborbital flights to lunar surface habitats, and is crucial for SpaceX as it continues to push the envelope in space exploration technologies. And in the labyrinth of these regulations and bureaucratic obstacles, SpaceX is finding itself at the crossroads of innovation and policy. This testimony isn't just about SpaceX, it's a marker for the entire industries. Companies like Blue Origin, Virgin Galactic, and others will also weigh in, shaping the conversation from suborbital tourism to long-term lunar habitation. Now this juncture is particularly pivotal for SpaceX's Starship program. The human landing system for NASA's Artemis missions is in play here, and according to SpaceX officials, the snail's pace of FAA approvals has become a critical path item, putting pressure on an already challenging Artemis timeline. Now, the need for a series of demonstration flights ranging from ship-to-ship refueling to uncrewed lunar landings means that the FAA's foot-dragging could stretch these critical months into very critical years. And to navigate these hurdles, SpaceX and its industry counterparts will have to advocate not just for their individual ventures, but for a more streamlined regulatory framework that accommodates the unique demands and potentials of commercial spaceflight. This is not just about reaching Mars or going back to the moon. It's about shaping the rules and the expectations that will govern humanity's access to space for decades to come, not just for astronauts, but for normal people like you and me. And as SpaceX deals with an ever-changing timetable subject to the whims of regulatory bodies and the realities of technological innovation, they find themselves in a challenging yet pivotal position. Musk's dreams of interplanetary travel in a new era of space exploration hinge not only on the hardware his company is so adept at creating, but also on a broader regulatory environment that is agile enough to keep pace with the speed of modern innovation. Oh, moving on to our next topic, we're going to unpack Elon Musk's Tesla and their latest offering. And no, it's not another electric vehicle. It's actually a limited edition set of beers that you could drink retailing for a hefty $150. We'll also touch upon the contrasting fortunes of Elon Musk and Bernard Arnault, owner of luxury conglomerate LVMH, and how Tesla's merchandising may move some people that were interested in the Cybertruck to stick with it. Now, Tesla, the electric vehicle giant, has given us yet another curveball the company known for its disruptive automotive technology, is now brewing beers. Yes, that's right. Tesla is releasing an exclusive set of beers dubbed Tesla Cyber Beer, along with a pair of ceramic steins called Cyber Steins. These are specifically designed to reflect the aesthetics of Tesla's much-anticipated Cybertruck. Tesla is offering two 11-ounce bottles of lager with unique notes of herb, spice, tea, and citrus, all wrapped in an exquisitely designed gloss black sleeve. And to sip these beers in style, the kit also includes two matte black ceramic steins with a design mimicking the angular structure of the Cybertruck. These are not just drinking vessels, but are also being viewed as future collector's items. The beer will start shipping in October, but there's a catch. The offer is limited to individuals who are at least 21 years old and reside in the United States. And after adding tax and about $15 for shipping, the total cost for the beer and the Steins is $176.63. Now, earlier in the year, Tesla has already dipped its toes in the brewing industry with a $30 Giga Beer, celebrating the opening of its Berlin factory. Tesla's move into alcohol isn't just a one-off affair. It seems like a deliberate attempt. To diversify the brand's portfolio for the future. It's a nice little trinket to have a collector's item for the future. And while Tesla's stock has performed very well this year, increasing Elon Musk's wealth by approximately $100 billion, Bernard Arnault of LVMH is seeing a downturn in his fortunes. Arnault's estimated net worth fell by more than $5 billion recently, mainly due to a decline in the LVMH stock. The luxury conglomerate boasted weaker than expected sales, indicating challenges in the luxury sector amid global economic shifts. Arno and Musk have often been neck and neck in the race for the title of the world's richest person, but as Tesla diversifies into areas traditionally dominated by luxury brands like LVMH, we must wonder, as Tesla's entry into high-end merchandising like Cyber Beer, an additional pressure point to Bernard Arnault. Now, let's not forget that this is not Tesla's first foray into merchandising. The automaker had early released a $250 bottle of tequila shaped like a lightning bolt. Although they had initially filed the name for the liquor Teslaquila, they had to drop the idea due to industry regulations. Tesla's merchandising gamuts are more than just stunts. They offer unique limited edition items that align with the company's brand identity and the diverse range of products from Tesla seems to extend the company's ethos into other aspects of lifestyle as well. Whether it's a gigafactory-themed beer or a lightning bolt-shaped tequila, Tesla's merchandise feels like an extension of the futuristic, disruptive brand image. Now, the divergence in fortunes between Arnaud and Musk isn't just about beers and luxury products, it's a sign of how different industries are responding to the current global economic environment. LVMH is feeling the pinch from weakening consumer trends especially in its key markets like China. And on the other hand, Tesla seems to be riding high in the diversification strategy, which seems to be paying off. The luxury sector and the tech industry often cater to a similar clientele who are willing to pay a premium for high-quality, exclusive products. So when Tesla moves into the merchandising game, could it be stealing some of another luxury market's thunder? Uh, It's kind of an intriguing question to think about. And shifting gears a little bit, NASA recently launched the Psyche mission aboard a Falcon Heavy SpaceX rocket. It's headed toward a unique asteroid between Mars and Jupiter. It's embarked on an ambitious six year journey that could change our understanding of our whole solar system. As fueled by solar powered propulsion and propelled by state of the art thrusters, this spacecraft aims to collect data from the asteroid Psyche, which is believed to be an exposed planetary core. Now this groundbreaking mission could offer crucial insights into the violent history of planetary formation and even the early solar system and how the Earth was formed. This sets up the stage for future space expeditions as well. Now spacecraft propulsion technologies are continuously advancing and the Psyche mission is a case in point. It utilizes solar electric propulsion to journey through space, a more efficient form of travel compared to traditional chemical rockets like SpaceX's Falcon Heavy and Falcon 9 and Starship. Now, this kind of propulsion uses electromagnetic fields to accelerate ions of xenon gas, offering the potential for higher speeds and greater maneuverability. Now, the spacecraft is estimated to accelerate to speeds of up to 124,000 miles per hour, a considerable feat that could influence the engineering of future deep space missions. And the mission also includes a cutting-edge optical communication system called DSOC or the Deep Space Optical Communication System. This system uses a near-infrared laser to transmit data offering 10 to 100 times the bandwidth of conventional radio wave systems that NASA currently uses. Now what this means for space exploration is a huge deal. Higher data rate returns could facilitate more sophisticated scientific experiments, not to mention enable smoother communication for future human missions to the moon for something like the Artemis program, or to Mars with something like SpaceX's Starship. Now, this could be a game changer, opening up doors to more ambitious projects like manned missions further out of the solar system or distant asteroid mining. Now, NASA's Psyche mission isn't just a scientific exploration, it's a technological trial run for what could be the next era of space exploration. With advanced propulsion systems and breakthrough communication technologies on board, Psyche could be a milestone in humankind's external quest to explore our final frontier of space. And as such, the mission has wide-reaching implications for future space travel, making it not just a venture to watch, but a cornerstone for what may come next in our journey through this cosmos. And in this next part of the zooming in on a burning issue, the tension between SpaceX and the U.S. government, especially the FAA. SpaceX has had an explosive year launching rockets at a staggering rate and turning the space industry on its head. However, the government seems to be playing catch-up, struggling to issue licenses and regulate this game-changing activity. Is this regulatory lag hampering SpaceX's ambition and, by extension, the future of American space exploration? Now, let's kick things off by talking about SpaceX's flight rates. It's been launching rockets more than 70 times this year about once every four days, which is shaking the foundations of the spaceflight industry. Now, SpaceX is clearly operating at warp speed. But there's a hiccup. The government seems to be lagging. SpaceX's vice president of Build and Reliability expressed his concerns and plans to voice them at a Senate hearing this week. The goal is to press Congress to simplify regulations and hire more Federal Aviation Administration staff for license issuance. Now, here's the kicker. SpaceX is not just concerned about the speed, but also the volume. With other industry players stepping in, they anticipate a specific and significant industry problem. The government's slow pace might be a choke point, preventing the private sector from soaring to new heights and launching more frequently. That's not just SpaceX. This could impact the entire spaceflight industry. Now consider the case for SpaceX's inaugural Starship flight last April. It had to be terminated due to uncontrolled tumbling, resulting in an FAA investigation. And the FAA demanded 63 corrective actions for SpaceX, delaying further Starship launches. A tug-of-war between private innovation and public regulation. And that's kind of how it worked. For now. SpaceX officials have reported that they spent two years securing the initial Starship launch license and had been waiting months for the second. Tim Hughes, who's SpaceX's senior vice president for global business and government affairs, mentioned that SpaceX is eager to fly but is waiting for the government to catch up. According to Hughes, if a company can build a rocket faster than it can be regulated, something is going on. Hughes suggested the need for regulatory reforms to address this imbalance. Now, this brings us to another salient point NASA's involvement. In 2021, NASA awarded SpaceX a $2.9 billion contract to use Starship for its Artemis program. And given the national importance, SpaceX officials argue that such projects should be prioritized by the FAA. One would expect such a venture to be fast-track. Now, it's no secret that Elon Musk has been critical of regulators now. Specifically, targeting the FAA for its slow pace. In late 2020, SpaceX launched a Starship prototype in violation of its FAA license. Musk made his opinions clear through his tweets, stating that the FAA's existing rules are not suited for an industry that's so drastically different from what it was just a decade ago. Recent interactions between Musk and the senior FAA officials were described as cordial and productive, yet the FAA is yet to comment on the matter. They have, however, mentioned keeping up with the industry is a challenge they're willing to rise to. Despite the bureaucracy, it seems like there's room for improvement and perhaps a middle ground where both parties can meet. And according to the FAA officials, the agency has been requesting additional resources for years, but has seen little action. Currently, they've reallocated all resources from SpaceX's other programs to focus on the next Starship launch. This means Falcon projects are on hold for the moment, showcasing the strain that the FAA is experiencing keeping up. Now, forecasting the future, the FAA licensed just 15 launches in 2015, and that number is expected to reach 288 by 2027. With SpaceX planning on as many as 12 launches a month next year and new rockets from ULA and Blue Origin on the horizon, the demand for FAA oversight will only multiply over time. If not addressed now, the problem could spiral into something unmanageable. Now, SpaceX expressed that the current situation is jeopardizing not just to them, but also U.S. leadership in spaceflight. The regulatory approach is clashing with the pace of innovation, putting a damper on the industry's future. However, he emphasized that the goal is not to compromise public safety, but to find a way to move efficiently within that framework. So where do we go from here? It's a balancing act. Striking harmony between innovation and regulation is the need of the hour. Let's hope that the upcoming Senate hearing sheds a little bit of light on this issue and paves the way for constructive solutions. And finally, we're going to cover two major developments in the realm of Elon Musk's ventures. First, we're going to talk about Tesla's upcoming gigafactory in Mexico and what that means for infrastructure, both locally and potentially globally. And we'll switch gears and talk about Tesla's recruiting and the use of the X platform for that. And also the challenges that Tesla faces when it comes to growth and advertising. Tesla is in an early planning stage for a new gigafactory located in the state of Nuevo Leon, Mexico. And the company is collaborating with the local government to determine the necessary investments and infrastructure to make this factory as successful as possible. And according to Reuters, this factory will produce Tesla's $25,000 car, as is expected, to significantly stimulate economic growth in that region. For the factory to run smoothly, Tesla has requested several key pieces of infrastructure in Mexico, including road and rail networks and electric energy substations. Now, Tesla's new factory will certainly be a monumental addition to Mexico's industrial sector, not just as an asset for producing cars it's seen as a catalyst for regional growth and development. And the government of Nuevo León has acknowledged the importance of building necessary infrastructure like roads, schools, and health centers to support this new venture. However, there's still much to be done. For smooth operations, Tesla needs an electric energy substation and electric lines to be built where the plant will be constructed. Additionally, A railway yard is requested to help in transporting materials to the factory. These needs present both challenges and opportunities for local governments and companies in the area. Now, just last month, Tesla secured the environmental permits necessary for beginning the initial construction phases. This is a significant step, providing the company 26 months to prepare the site and carry out construction activities. The aim is to complete the plant by the end of 2025 a highly anticipated milestone for Tesla in Mexico. This isn't an isolated initiative for Tesla, though. The company has been exploring several locations worldwide, including India and Thailand for additional factories. But the Mexican factory is the most recent to receive official confirmation, and the stakes are very high. With permits in hand and a deadline in sight, the clock is ticking to get everything in place. The project has drawn considerable attention, not only for its economic prospects, but also for its ambitious timeline. Securing the environmental impact permits was a significant leap forward. But now comes the complex task of getting the infrastructure built, a task that Tesla can't be done alone. Now, collaboration with the government and possibly other private entities will be crucial and necessary for Tesla to move forward with this. Now, this undertaking showcases Tesla's strategic focus on global expansion and also highlights the complexities involved in developing the infrastructure required for such a large-scale project. And the need for electric substations, electric lines, and railway yards are not just logistical requirements, but vital components for Tesla's long-term success in the region. Now, switching gears a little bit, let's talk about Tesla Recruiting's recent update on the X platform. The company announced the job roles can now be viewed through people's X's profile. This development paves the way for companies to use similar features to inform people about job openings they're looking to fill. This new feature brings another dimension to the X platform, which is increasingly becoming a multifaceted social media site. Now, users have favorably compared this feature to LinkedIn, although the X platform aims to be a little bit above and beyond being a mere employment-focused platform. Future updates aim to make it a comprehensive social media destination, encompassing features like live streams and long-form written work. Now, the potential of X as an everything app is massive. Elon Musk even projecting that the all-in-one social media platform could reach a market cap of $1 trillion. And the evolution of X, from what we've seen so far, shows a trend toward increasing user engagement, and providing a wide array of features that can make it an indispensable part of people's digital lives. One more item on the agenda today is Tesla's growth strategy, or more specifically, the debate about whether Tesla should spend on major media companies. Gary Black, a fund manager and Tesla supporter, argues that Tesla should reconsider its emphasis on price cuts as a growth strategy. Online polls and social media discussions indicate that many Tesla fans and investors share this sentiment. The issue of Tesla's advertising, or the lack thereof, was raised during the last annual shareholder meeting. Elon Musk showed openness to the idea, but so far, Tesla's advertising spending has remained minimal. Instead, price cuts have been the primary strategy to boost sales and interest, much to the frustration of shareholders like Gary Black, who think it's not working efficiently. Now, Gary Black's point that price cuts are effectively a marketing expense brings a new perspective to the discussion. With Tesla's U.S. market share among EVs slipping and a significant reduction in gross margins, Black and others argue that a focused ad campaign might be a better use of resources. And the absence of advertising has put Tesla in an interesting contrast with competitors like Ford and General Motors, who are experienced marketers. The challenge for Tesla, then, lies in whether it will adjust its strategy to include advertising, which could help the brand resonate with a broader audience. All right, folks, that's it for today's episode. We've covered a lot of ground from Tesla's Mexican gigafactory and its infrastructure requirements to the ever-growing X platform and the ongoing debate around Tesla's advertising strategy. These topics illustrate the multifaceted challenges and opportunities that lie ahead for Elon Musk and his ventures. And thank you so much for listening to the show today. Don't forget to hit the subscribe or the follow button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. It's free, takes a second. And remember, each episode is 10 minutes or less, designed to quickly catch you up on all things Elon. So take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you in the next one.